you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. Somebody say amen. Can I say amen again? Listen, listen, have, have anyone ever felt that there's got to be more to God than what you are experiencing? Um, this is, I, I, I really didn't know how to title this. Actually, I didn't have one. Uh, but every time I begin to look at certain scriptures and I begin to look over my own life personally, I begin to say, God, there's got to be more in my life. Have you ever felt that you were missing out on something and that there was this, this deep longing inside of you that could not be met by a new career or a new relationship. There's just something inside of you that, that there was a void there. And you're not to say that you're not saved because you are, not to say that you don't go to church because you do. But even with all of that, there seems to be something more out there for you. Who am I talking to this morning? Are you in a place where you, you are just sick and tired of just going through the motions? I know I am. There are times when we feel like we are doing the will of God, but something was missing. It was not fulfilling as it used to be. I don't find that I have any freshness or excitement anymore. There's no sparkle or newness of life. What we truly desire here, saints of God, and, and I get this a lot, but let me, just, let me just say this out there, and I hope you allow me to preach this and not judge me before you hear the whole message, but you don't need to be encouraged any longer. What you need is an encounter. For David, when he needed to be encouraged, everybody walked away from him. And David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. When you need man to continually to build you up and prop you up, man will continually let you down. You don't need to be encouraged by me. What you need is an encounter by God. Every encounter from God will change you. To where it doesn't matter who supports you or not. You're going on with God. We have got to be a mature church. We've got too many babies and they want to come in here, but I don't change pampers. I, didn't, I was not called as a preacher to change huggies. I was called as a preacher to mature the church. A mature church desires an encounter. A mature church, you don't have to be called when you sit out of church. A mature church knows, no, I'm going to call you to tell you I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. A mature church, you're not going to say just because you offended that your season changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I came to step on some stuff today. I am so sick and tired of all of these church babies complaining. 20 years old in the church, you're still on a bottle. Mm-hmm. I knew it, but I'm still going in. How dare you sit in a church and receive Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and don't change? There was a story in the Bible. It was a parable. A parable is a pithy way to explain natural things with spirituality. There was a parable about a man who had a wedding. 
he invited people to come to the wedding. And the first group of people we know are the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So he invited them to come to the wedding. They had agreed that they would come, but when all things were ready, they declined to come. They all made excuses why they wouldn't enter into the wedding. And God, the man said, then just go out into the highways and byways and just invite other people to come in. And as people began to come in to the wedding, uh, there was one man who came into the wedding. And back then, when you had a wedding you also had all of the garments given to the people who came to the wedding so the garment was free all you had to do was put the garment on and enter into the wedding but there was one man who would not even put on the free garment and he stepped into the wedding and the man that owned the wedding he said friend how did you get in here and not change how can you go to church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and don't change? And you blame the church. You blame the pastor. It's the, it's the secretary boy. It's the choir member. It's somebody always got to have an excuse for you not changing. Yeah, this is one of those messages that's going to grow you up. This is one of those messages that get me in trouble. But that's okay. And since I put on my big boy drawers this morning, I'm ready to get into some trouble this morning. Because I truly believe that some of you are sick and tired of just doing church as usual. That you've got to have an encounter with God. Who am I talking to this morning? Saul, before he was converted, he had zeal for God he did not even know. Come on, I just read the story to you. Paul was a Christian terrorist. He was doing it all in the name of religion. Let me tell you something about religion. I am not a religious man. I am a man of God. I'm not religious just because I go to church. I'm a man of God because I am the church. Religion is man's attempt to get to God. Christianity is God's attempt to get to man. You can't mix the two. There is no mixture when it comes to Christianity. I'm not religious. I don't believe in a good cause. I believe in a man. There is one name given among men by which we can be saved. One name given. It's the name Jesus. I don't believe in a cause. I believe in a man. It's the same man that came to me when I needed him most. It's the same man where I, I would drink myself to death by now if I had not met this man. The same man who died on a bloody cross is the same man I met and none of you were there. The same man that looked beneath my faults and pitted all of my sins. And he began to speak to my heart and said, John, don't drink yourself to death. I got a plan for your life. It's the same man that came to you tonight. Nobody else was there. It's the same man when you used to cry yourself to sleep at night. It's the same man when you knew nobody on this earth could help you. It's the same man when you gave up on everything and even life. It's the same man who came to you in the night watches. His name is Jesus Christ the King. I will speak that name 
You come around me, I don't care if you believe in Islam. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. I don't care if you're a Jehovah's Witness. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. I don't care if you believe in Sun Yun Moon. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter if you just want to meet on Saturdays. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. I don't know what a, a commandment Christian is. Believe in all the Ten Commandments. They are under the law and they're going to die in sin. Come on, somebody. Hello, somebody. Come on, I want the embers inside of you to begin, begin to catch on fire. There's something in you, guys. There's something, it's something in you. There's something in you. You're going to have to catch on fire today. Today, you can't be the same. Today, you're going to have to change. Today, you're going to have to blow on those embers. Today, you're going to have to allow God to touch you in a place in a real way. You can't, you can't continue to be in fear. You can't continue to be lazy. You're going to have to do some stuff today. You're going to, you, yeah, you're going to have to lose some sleep so that you can read your word, so that you can pray, so that you can worship. If you don't make the sacrifice, if there is no worship, there will be no rain. Stop asking for the blessing if you don't want to worship. Somebody said no worship, no rain. The church has so many programs for people to have a man encounter. But what we need to get back to is the centrality of God's presence so that we can have an encounter with God. I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I truly believe that it is high time that we have a real touch from God. See, see when, when, when you get a real touch from God, it's a touch so powerful that it'll turn your pain into praise. My God, a touch that is, that, is, that, is, that is so palpable that it'll turn your wounds into worship. See, that's the kind of touch I'm talking about. See, you really don't get a touch like this unless you've been through something. See, see, if you, 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 you don't understand what I'm talking about unless you've been through a real problem. I'm not talking about your grits were cold. I'm not talking about your eggs wasn't scrambled right. I'm not talking about your steak wasn't cooked right. I'm talking about when you've been through a real issue in your life. It's one of those deep down issues where you don't even talk to people about it. It's one of those things that you and God, you, you got special with God because you only talk to him about. So, somebody here know what I'm talking about. It's a little issue that you and God know about and you know you struggle with it but you don't want anybody else to know you struggle with it and God is trying to ask you what is that in your hands and you say God I can't speak. Because if I speak they're going to know I got to stutter. Wait a minute, Lord, you want to send me where? You want me to go before people? They're they going to see my stutter, God. If, if I go, Lord, I can't speak, God. I, I got this impediment in my life, God, that only you know about me and I know about me. Nobody else knows this about me. But, God, if you take me to this place, they might know that I got a stutter. See, let me tell you what your stutter is. Your stutter is that thing you don't want anybody else to know about. Mm -mm -mm. Everybody in this room got a stutter. Mm -hmm. Somebody in here don't know how to handle your bank account. That's a stutter. Mm -hmm. You're not a good steward. You're faking. Mm -hmm. That's a stutter. I'm not as close to God as, as I want people to think I am. That's your stutter. I told him that I've been praying for an hour. Actually, it was five minutes. That's a. St- 
I, I told my coworker, you know what? I've been ple- pleading the blood over you. I've been praying for you, knowing that I didn't do it. I just, mm-hmm. You know why I got quiet in here? Because you begin to see your... St- See, it's easy to talk about Moses and what Moses said and what Moses did. But the moment God tells you to go deliver Israel, that's when you come up with your. So, you know what your stutter is? Your stutter is you trying to talk your way out of what God is telling you what to do. I'm talking to somebody up in this room today. And all you want to talk about is what you can't do. And God is trying to tell you what you should do. It's your God all along is asking you what's in your hands what's in your hands I came to ask somebody what's in your hands because what God has for you to do is already in your hands what's in your hands saints what do you have what do you have that God can use because what you have God can use it because he gave it to you you got to stop looking externally for what God can do you got to look internally because God already gave it to you the Bible said and God blessed them and said unto them if God had not blessed you, he wouldn't say anything to you. The moment you hear from God should, should let you know that God has already blessed you with what you need. The Bible said, and God blessed them and then said unto them. The moment you hear God say something to you, God has already given you the blessing. But God, I know you want me to do that, God, but I'm just waiting. God said, I already gave it to you. Move. But God, I got this... this, this You know, God, I'm so scared. I don't, I, I, I don't, I haven't been to seminary. Lord, I don't know if I can do that job. I don't know if I can manage people. God, I need a promotion, but I don't want to do anything for it. I want my money, but I come late and I leave early. It's just, don't have me to pray for a new job if you're not doing the job you got. That's a... But Lord, uh, Pastor, I have a business. What's your business plan, huh? I I, I want people to to, to sow into my business. Well, how much should they sow? What's your budget? That's just... I want people to support what I'm doing, but I... What's your marketing plan? I don't... uh Oh, y'all want me to get back to the spiritual part, don't you? Don't you realize if you don't get your stuff right in the natural, you ain't going to experience what's in the spiritual? Come on, somebody. God is a spirit. He only operates in the spirit. But there's some things you're going to have to do in the natural. Can I give you some word on it? Since I'm way off my message, so let me just give you some word. Apostle Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child. But when I became a man... Somebody say, I, I I put away childish things. Paul said, I put away childish things. He didn't say God put them away for him. Listen, saints, how can God take away what you're unwilling to put away? And you just sitting here, God, I I just need you to do this. God, I just need you to come through for me. And God has already said for you to do. You hadn't done that yet. God, I need $200. God said, well, be faithful with the $2. 
because you're faithful over a few things, I'll make you rule over many, and then you can enter therein into the joy of the Lord. But if you're not faithful over the 20, stop begging for the 2,000. Am I helping somebody? You can, you can sow that $100 seed to that guy on the TV. You still won't get what you're claiming. You can grab it and blab it, name it and claim it all you want to. Just because you get a promise from somebody don't mean that that promise is yours. Because every promise is going to be based on principles. And if you're not operating in the principle of holiness and righteousness, that promise is not yours, boo-boo. I hope I'm helping somebody. You can sow that $100 into me. I won't lie to you. At least I'll give you the word, amen? But if you want some cool water from Israel, I'll give you some from my refrigerator and tell you it's from Israel. I got this cool water. See, it's cool to the touch because you just got out of the refrigerator. Listen, saints, don't let some church bandit fool you with all these shenanigans. Ain't no water from Israel going to help you. You know, the only water that's going to help you is the living water. And you know what Jesus said? He said, you shall have a well living in you. So instead of trying to get some cool and fake water from Israel, why don't you release the river inside of you? Come on and just lift your hands and just worship. Say, Lord, release the river in me. Come on, come on, come on. Say, Lord, release the river in me. Lord, release the river in your people today. Let them be rivers of living water be released in them today, oh God. Release the river in them today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, saints of God, the reason I mentioned the fact that we got to go from having to have to be encouraged all the time to an encounter with God. Because when you've had a real encounter with God, you will do things differently. <laughs> you will act differently. You, you don't talk the same way. I used to have the filthiest mouth. Oh, my God. Every other word was a flying and flitting and flitting and flying and flitting and flying. You know what I'm saying? But, but I had an encounter. I, I wasn't trying to get myself together. I couldn't. I was still full of alcohol, but I had an encounter. You can't get yourself together. You just got to desire an encounter. See, when you've had a real encounter with God, people will see you differently. See, I just read to you how they talk bad about the men of God. They said, you uneducated. Somebody might even said that to you. You can't do that. You don't know enough about this. How dare you try to start a business? Who are you? How are you going to start a ministry? You're not even licensed. Who are you to try to start a ministry? Probably had some bishop tell you that. And question the bishop. Well, where you get your license from, bishop? It might not even be valid. You were out here playing church games, unvestments, 
just because you can wear a robe don't mean you anointed. You can be anointed in blue jeans and Chuck Taylors. You can be anointed in a, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't matter about the package. What matters is the content. Hello, somebody. They had to take note. They were uneducated men. But they took note. Hold on. They might be uneducated. They didn't matriculate from the right college, but it's something about these two guys. Even though I didn't come from the right university, even though I didn't, I didn't grow up through the right denomination, come out of the right Bible college, the one thing that I want is for people to take note that I've been with Jesus. Because if you have been with Jesus, it doesn't matter about your education. It, it, it doesn't matter about where you live, what kind of car you drive, what kind of house you live in, what kind of job you have. All of that disappears in the glory of God's presence. And people will take, no, come on, you got to have a serious encounter with God for people to take note that you've been with Jesus. Some of you right here, right now, you don't even know how they know you're a Christian. They see some. They see something in you. You, you don't even feel spiritual. <laughs> but they come to you and say, you know, um, can I talk to you? Good God Almighty. And, and you, you, you didn't even pray that morning. You, 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 don't even, you, feel, you don't even feel spirit. You don't even feel like you're walking in the spirit of God. And they come up to you. They say, you know, I got to talk to somebody. And, and, and I don't even know why I'm coming to you. Uh, yeah, you know why, because it was the Lord. And I don't even know why I'm coming to you, but I got to talk to you. That's because they have to take note that you've been with Jesus. It's something on you that they see. See, I thought about Moses when I started Studying this. In Exodus chapter 34, Moses was on the mountaintop. And listen to me carefully, saints of God. Moses was in the manifest presence of God. When he came down off of the mountain, Moses was not aware of what he looked like. But when he came down off of the mountain, from spending quality time with God all alone. The people couldn't even look at his face because the glory of God had so permeated his flesh that he began to glow. And the people went to Moses. They said, Moses, we can't even talk to you because your face is so lit up. We have to veil your face. Good God Almighty. Saints of God, I'm talking about Old Testament. So if Moses' face can light up under the Old Testament of the law, how much more should our faces be lit up under the dispensation of grace? We should walk in a place and demand for the change to come. Why? Because you're lit up with the fire of God. And when you got the fire of God, you don't have to walk in fear. Peter and John, they didn't care about being arrested. They didn't care that the 
upper higher echelon of religious society didn't like what they were doing. I'm telling you something, saints. There are some preachers not going to like what you're doing. There are some pastors not going to like what you're doing. There are some bishops and apostles and all them other titles that you can give people of the prelate district on 4th Street, Mount High. All of those guys might not like what you're doing, but if you're doing the will of God, I want to help you with this. You keep moving forward in what God is doing because there's got to be more to life than what we're living right now. And you've allowed people to start your growth. And you have taken on all of these words. And you've allowed your growth to stop. But I'm telling you right now, keep moving forward. Hey, listen, listen, listen. There's got to be more. Listen, you might be in a good place with God right now. But let me tell you something. There's got to be more. Somebody said there's got to be more. Look at your neighbor right in the eyes. Look at your neighbor and say, beloved, you know what? There's more to your life than what you're living. Mm -hmm. I receive that in my life right now. See, there's more to my life than what I'm living. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I'm telling you right now, there's more to your life than what you're living right now. See, some of us, we're living comfortable because if we move out on that edge, it's uncomfortable. See, it's hard to free fall because you can't control it. Jacob wrestled with God until the breaking of day. Let me tell you something. You will wrestle with God until he breaks you. God touched Jacob. Jacob had an encounter. When God touched Jacob, Jacob went from wrestling to clinging. And he said, I won't let you. He said, I won't let you go until you bless me. This is what God had to teach me. He said, John, you're always praying for a blessing. But what I want is brokenness. He said, the moment you let me break you is the moment I can bless you. But the breaking is not easy. The breaking don't come quick. The breaking is not cheap. The breaking costs. When God breaks you, he opens you up. He displays who you really are in your heart. He reveals your heart's true condition. Jacob never walked the same again. He walked with a limp. I, I came to talk to somebody this morning. If you've had an encounter with God, can people see you walk differently? Go ahead. I don't want to just be walking around here talking about I'm a pastor. I want to have a real encounter with God. I want people to really take note. Before they even know you're a pastor or whatever title you got or a business person, they need to know you've been with Jesus. There are some places that God will take you into that are uncomfortable. 
Sometimes you got to be in those places so he can break you. Esther was being purified for a whole year. She soaked in fragrance for a whole year. And what I found out was that same fragrance that she soaked in, it's the same anointing oil that they use in Hebrew. She soaked for a whole year to spend one night with the king. I'm sure as she walked towards the palace that there were a lot of men who mm, caught that fragrance. Esther wasn't interested in catching the attention of men. She wanted the attention of the king. If you've been through a tough time, God is just trying to release the fragrance. You can't get oil from the olive until the olive has been crushed. I know you want to be anointed. But the anointing comes through crushing. I don't know about you, but I want to get the king's attention. Doesn't matter if I got to be crushed for a year. I got to get his attention. It doesn't matter if church service got to be different. I got to get his attention. That might go against your church protocol, and that's okay. I know everybody's not going to want it, but I do. There's got to be more in life than what I'm living right now. And I know I can't get there without Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.